Hello, Kangaroo Chasers. Welcome back to another episode of World Cup Chasers with me, Mike Mia Wood from The Raw. I'm here with Michael Carboni from Chasing Kangaroos. What is up, Mike? Good to be back again uh, and talking about probably the nation that everyone loved the most in 2017. Can they do it again in 2021 slash 22? Of course, we're talking Tonga. Matema Tonga. Very excited. Yeah, we're all getting out. Everyone, everyone's getting very good on the uh, the the end sound. That's what we're. At. I've noticed people getting better at this. Mary Kay of this parish, Chasing Jillaroos fame. Shout out Chasing Jillaroos. Very good at the pronunciations. We're still catching up, but we're trying to get better. Now, one thing that we are not good at on Chasing Kangaroos, or some of us are not good at now. Yes. You can't see this because it's a podcast, but I'm giving you a look. Yes. Um, I'm very sorry already. I don't even know what you're going to say. You, you, you're an old school guy. You like things the way they used to be. I know what you're going to say now. <laughs> and you announced in your podcast, <laughs> who our great guests were, that we had Anthony to. I was hoping no one would notice, and and uh, but you did. And uh, well, I'm glad you're mentioning it live on uh, on recorded podcasts so everyone else can, can hear it and I can be embarrassed by it. But yes, when I announced some of the guests we were having on this show, uh, World Cup Chasers brought to you by The Raw, com of course raw sports raw rugby league i said that uh we would be speaking to anthony tupu who of course hasn't played in a couple of years we're speaking to you're speaking to daniel tupu tonight headlining our show which is yeah. just as exciting even if no matter how old school i am yeah i think people will go oh you know joey Marnie, pretty good pretty good drum the way pretty good james graham well big name big name anthony tupu well, he was all right <laughs> He's not, you know, a state of origin World Cup man. You know, what is he, the top try scorer in the history of the Roosters? No, no, no. We'll get it for him a second row from the Penrith Panthers. Mate, you have to forgive me. I'm a tired dad. I work hard. My son's name is Anthony. I've got Anthony on the brain. But of course, Daniel Tupu. I can't wait to listen to this chat, mate. Yeah, again, we always thank the people who help us out. Thanks for the Roosters. Set us up with this. Um, and yeah, I always feel like I thank the Roosters, thank the Panthers, thank Souths. Thank uh, James Graham for being a nice man. Other people too. Other people too. West Magpats. We've got some of that coming up. we got it all coming up. Anyway, this is me, Mike Mia Wood, chatting to him, Daniel Tupu. Take it away. Malo Elele Tongue Kangaroo Tasters. How was my tongue in Daniel Tupu? Is actually pretty good. You got a spot on. <laughs> it's the hardest one yet. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> hey, thanks for talking to us. How excited, firstly, are you about the World Cup? Yeah, pretty excited. Um, yeah, it's been a uh, a long journey. Obviously, um, it didn't uh, pan out last year, so this year we're making up for it. And yeah, boys are pretty pumped and just. Uh, I'm excited to um, be a part of it and um, yeah, start the, the World Cup journey. And you're almost like a veteran on this team now. You've got 2013, 2017, 2021, 2022. How's that going to be for you now going into this team where you're going to be one of the real senior figures? Um, yeah, like I said, it feels like a long time ago now. But um, yeah, just again, Obviously, yeah, I don't want to jump the gun. The team hasn't been named yet, but, you know, if I do, it'll be a, an awesome um, honour and privilege. And, um, yeah, like you said, it'll be a senior player. And, um, 
yeah, just excited to be a part of it and um, see where we, um, yeah, see where we've left off from 17 and continue that um, journey onto this World Cup. So pretty excited and um, yeah, I can sort of see myself as a senior veteran and um, pretty excited to see the, the young talent coming through and. Yeah, giving them a bit of advice and showing their own journey and um, what it's about. So, yeah. And obviously, you've been around for a bit, right? 2013, yeah. you've actually played in the World Cup in the UK before. Like, what are your memories of that in terms of the crowds, in terms of the, the general ambience of being in the UK for that amount of time? Um, it was my first time, um, obviously, in the UK, 2013. Um, it was pretty cold, eh? <laughs> I wasn't used to the, um, the coldness over there, but. Um, it was an awesome experience and um, you can tell the, uh, the fans love it over there, they love rugby league and um, yeah, it was just an awesome experience to be a part of and um, yeah, it was an awesome time and uh, yeah, can't wait for this time around. In 2017, you know, that was such a transformative moment in the, just the history of International Rugby League, totally you were at the centre of it with that Tonga team, like that, did you expect it to be as big as it ended up being? Um, Personally, no, but um, how we started those two games, um, yeah, there's a bit, there's a mindset where, oh, we could potentially go all the way. Um, but yeah, just the, the colour of plays that we had in that side. And, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was an awesome time and um, probably, goes to, um, probably will go down to the best um, World Cup campaign we've had so far, so um, I think while we've left off there, we want to continue that and um, yeah, go on better um, in this World Cup. So. And obviously 2017, like, when you, you started that, I think it was up in Cairns you played, and what was the talking in the team there with Christian Wolf in terms of like, expectation setting, because this year the expectation is going to be sky high. So, yeah, that Cairns game, um, we weren't, we had a lot of talented players, but it was just focusing on us and um, how we can use our strengths. And um, obviously that um, panned out really well for us. But like you said, the, the expectation is high for us, obviously now with the um, 2017 campaign. So it's just about, um, yeah, taking our lessons from 2017 and um, improving on what we need to work on. and. Um, yeah, continue that, that journey that we've created in 2017. So, again, it's um, pretty exciting and, um, yeah, probably have a new couple of new faces in the side now. And, um, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it's an improvement on that journey from 2017. And did you get the last last of 2017? I remember there was a video came out afterwards of the team going back to Tonga, going around all the villages. Yep. Were you on that trip? Yeah, it was. Oh, mate, how was that? It was pretty crazy. Um, our people are uh, real passionate, um, win or lose. They love um, just the fact that we represent uh, our little nation. And um, they're just very proud people and it was an awesome experience. And um, something that you have to witness yourself was a, a surreal moment, just going back and celebrating. Um, yeah, sort of giving back and um, showing our appreciation to them. And yeah, we're just really happy. And, 
Moving forward to this year, obviously Tonga had the mid-season test, which you you were playing Origin at the time. So, what was the feeling that about how that went in terms of just getting back on the field, and and where do you slide into that now as somebody's coming in? Obviously, there's quite a lot of players involved in Origin who didn't play in that game, so you'll be stronger come the World Cup. Yeah, obviously I, I missed out that mid-year test, and um, yeah, I sat down with Christian and. Yeah, he was pretty supportive about it, um, and that sort of gave me the opportunity to play Origin. But um, yeah, after um, seeing um, the game, I sort of had a little bit of FOMO, just the, the experience from the fans and just the whole, um, yeah, just the whole event in general. So um, no, it was a, it was a it was a great opportunity for the boys to play again. It's, it was a it was a while since the last Test match. I think it was 2019. So boys were pretty stoked to um, just get some game time. And, um, and obviously, there's a, a lot of new players that played in that um, game, and it was an awesome experience for them to um, play in that jersey and um, witness just the whole atmosphere and the whole um, Test match experience. For, their first time, so yeah, it was good to see. One of the things, so this this podcast is called Chasing Kangaroos, right? Because that's what international rugby league is, right? Everybody's got to beat the kangaroos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you beat the kangaroos in 2019, right? And as a obviously as an English person, like that's our big problem, really, is that we have this like mental block about beating Australia. You can beat anybody else, but Australia, it's like it's in the minds first. You guys don't have that. So when you face them, you know, at some point in the World Cup, you're going to have to face Australia. You're going to have to beat them. Is that mindset something that you? You kind of already have now because you beat them last time you played. Yeah, like, um, and, uh, yeah, like you said, we've already beat them. But then again, like, we just got to keep that going. Like, we don't want it to be a fluke. We want it to be a, a continuous thing. So it's just about, yeah, knowing that we've beat them. But then, how can we beat them again and um, keep it consistent? But it wasn't hard. It was, a, it was a shock for all of us to get that win and um, again, yeah, just to be a part of it was a, an awesome experience and, and a great honour to yeah, finally get one over the kangaroos but um, now it's just about how we go again and um, yeah, beat them again and not make it look like it was a fluke the first time. And Australia is one thing but I looked at the draw and there's a serious chance you could run into Samoa in the quarterfinals. Now that's going to be like, it's going to stop the rugby league world if that yeah, happens. Yeah, will be. I mean, they're pretty stacked as well and um, they've got an awesome side um, also. So um, look, if that comes to it, it'll be a, it'll be a great match. And um, it's always a great match when we play a uh, friendly neighbour in the Samoans. It's always a... Um, just yeah. physical but yeah. uh, awesome game to be a part of and what's the how is the feeling with them because it's kind of like a rivalry but it's like kind of like every time you meet a Samoan or a Tonga yeah. they're like fezzy mates yeah it's really physical man um, I mean I'm sure it's same goes to them with us they want to take our heads off as much as we want to take their heads off but as soon as that bill goes yeah, the whistle blows and it's game over we're back to being brothers and um, and the love is there but yeah it's just that um, yeah that little uh, little banter camaraderie that we have um, as a nation and um, we always want to get one on top of the other so um, yeah it's all um, 
it's all mm. hate at the start, but at the end of it, it's all love. We all come together as well. And I've got to say as well, you're, obviously you play on the wings. There's a couple of players, people around the world listen to this podcast, right? Some people who don't watch the NRL. Yeah. And one of the players that I'm most excited about seeing for you guys is Tolo Kula. Yeah. Fastest man in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you're a winger. He's a. I think he'll play fullback maybe for you. But yeah. he's, um, have you have you had much to, much to do with him? Obviously, you played against him in the NRL. Um, no, unfortunately, I didn't get to play against him. Oh, he didn't play in the manly no, game. No, he didn't play in the manly game. But I've been watching from afar. And, um, he's a he's an awesome, gifted young talent. Um, and yeah, the speed that he has, man, it's um, yeah, it's pretty impressive and. Um, something you want to be a part of as a teammate so you know, it'll be, it be great to see and um, yeah I'm sure he, he's excited just as much as I am to put on that jersey and to be a part of the campaign so um, yeah can't wait to see what he can bring and obviously grow as a player. Do you think there's, it's going to be a bit strange for you because you know going into the camp you're going to be meeting him for the first time but he's probably a Daniel Tupu super fan you know you're the original Tongan winner. Sorry I'll take that but I've actually met him a few times and um, he's an awesome young kid got a good head on his shoulders and um, yeah um, but again going back to your question yeah it'll be um, exciting and I'm, I'm sure he's probably got a fair other few favourite players growing up besides myself but who knows but yeah he's, a, he's, all, he's an awesome kid and um, yeah an awesome talent mate I'm super excited to talk about Tommy in the World Cup and the last question it's got to be so obviously 2017 there wasn't that much you know People sort of saw you as the outsiders, the Smokies. I think people now see Samoa as that, though. I don't know why, because Samoa look just as stacked as anybody. Going into this World Cup, everyone in England who turns up, you know, mostly people who don't get to see the NRL every week, they're going to know every name on the team sheet. It's a different challenge to go in where people are, if you're facing PNG or Wales or the Cook Islands, they're coming for you now. Yeah. So is that something, obviously at the Roosters you get out every week, right? Everybody knows every Roosters player, you're a big name in the competition. Yeah. Now Tonga, I don't think it's ever been that before. So how do you deal with that expectation and, and what's the mindset uh, yeah. like? I mean, it's exciting to see because it's sort of evens the playing field for everyone, I guess. But um, yeah, I'm sure... Um, I'm just, yeah. It's, it's going to be exciting. I'm sure everyone's going to come for us, but... Um, that's the, that's the that's the thrill of the game and um, it's the challenge we all look forward to and um, yeah it's going to be it's going to be an awesome experience and um, one that I'm going to be happy to be a part of but just see where we go and how far we can go in this World Cup brilliant man thanks so much for your time That was Daniel Tupu. Thanks again for Daniel for giving us so much of his time. And that guy loves talking about Tonga. He was super excited to talk about it. Um, yeah, really nice dude too. Very large. Don't know why I'm always saying they're very large because they should be large. Because we are very small, Mike. Everyone is large compared to us, especially uh, professional rugby league players. Uh, Daniel Tupu, what a champion. I love him. The only thing that I would have liked more is if he uh, turned his back on New South Wales at, during State of Origin to play for Tonga, which he didn't do, of course, mid-season. But you can't blame him with all that cash and prestige. Uh, but, um, mate, I'm glad he'll be lining up. Uh, no injuries, right? The cur- is, Does the curse continue? Is he injured? <laughs> As it stands, the curse The curse is... Uh, yeah, I think he, he he's all right. I think he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. Okay, that's I good. I said that with no comfort. That's Look, good to I hear. I don't work for the Daily Telegraph. I don't deal with Supercoach. Like... 
he he had a sore groin. Obviously, he's missed a couple of games, but I reckon for the World Cup will be fine. He'll get himself up for it. And the thing about Tonner is, even if someone as good as Daniel Tufu didn't play, they'd still be fine because they have got a million wingers. Got a lot of wingers, yeah. Lots of them. Outside backs, back rowers, front rowers. They've got everything. They're pretty much all the same size playing wingers and back row, and they're all the same. So they can slot anyone there, really. But, you know, he's the man. He's he's the try-scoring freak. But but take us through your predicted squad, mate, thanks to theraw.com.au, and and we'll, we'll post the link to your predicted squad in our show notes as well for anyone that hasn't read it yet. But this is a pretty good squad. Uh, as we come to expect from Matema Tonga. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. So I actually, you know, I wrote this a couple of weeks ago, right? So when I went back to just refresh myself with it, I was like, they've got a lot of players playing finals. Like then they're going to be the, them in Australia are going to be the least rested team yeah. in terms of players who, like batting deep into the finals. And that can go one of two ways because you've either got, you know, guys who haven't had a rest or guys playing hurt, playing banged up, who then go, oh, maybe I don't need a trip to England for six weeks. Or, you know, get injured again, as could happen. Or you've got guys who are coming off the finals where they've either just won or just been knocked out and they're playing at the absolute peak. You know, this was the argument about why State of Origin shouldn't end with Australia being New Zealand because New Zealand have been sat on their asses for yeah. three weeks whilst the New South Wales and Kiwi, uh, Queensland players would tearing strips of each other and would go into the game, you know, the sharpest they'll ever be. Well, I'll tell you what, plenty of Tonga will be Tongans will be going into this World Cup fairly sharp because they have got, let me count them here, I think they've got about 17 players in the finals. Yeah, wow. And that's not just mugs as well. You know, you've got Takiyo, you've got Havili, Kolomotongi, Kofusi, Tamalolo, Tatola. I could keep going. And, well, and that's only like, even then, you throw in the guys from just below that. It's not as if they're picking guys out of the worst teams in the NRL. They've not got at all. Guys from the Broncos, guys from Manly, guys from the Dragons who just missed it as well. So it's just stacked, 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 stacked. And even on the other side of the world, they're going to pick, I think, Tui Lola here. I think he's going to play seven for them. Who's going to play in the playoffs? Huddersfield been great this season. You go down to, do you want to go down to the New South Wales Cup? Love the New South Wales Cup. They've got their backup halfback, Isaiah Katawa, who I think is going to play. Didn't play a single game of New South Wales Cup. Came in, best player on the field in the Panthers. Uh, last round of the NRL season when they rested their entire team. He came in into the final of the New South Wales Cup best player. I would love to see Ozai Katoa play uh, at this World Cup um, because it would be a very similar story to uh, Samoa Jerome Luai, who was, of course, on the pod a few weeks ago for anyone that hasn't listened. But he was sort of in a similar position last World Cup, you know, not much NRL experience, if any. Not many people knew about it. Yeah, none at all. And here he was playing for, uh, for Samoa. Uh, Katoa with the same chance to do so now and I think this is the start of a very beautiful career hopefully we we see him there but um the halves are okay for Tonga and we're not used to saying that but um uh, Talatau Amon he'll be lining up at 5-8 for sure he played in that mid-season test he went okay I don't think he blew the lights out but since playing since putting on the jersey he had a pretty good back end of the season for the for my St George Illawarra Dragons you know, he scored a hat-trick. He's, he loves running the ball. He's a big boy. I, I think his future is in the, is in is at lock, to be honest with you. He's pretty big for a 5'8". For a, for a but um, he had a good end to the season. And I think he put Lola here next to him, who, again, not a traditional halfback, but he certainly steered the ship for, for Matema well in the past. 
Um, and, and you mentioned Katoa there as well, who I think, you know, he might get a chance to start, but I think he's more likely to come off the bench um, if he is in this squad. Um, down to Havili at nine, who, who again, not, not, a, not one of the greatest hookers in the NRL, but he's certainly got some good experience and he does the, does the trick for Tonga. Um, they've got a bad spine. Um, Tessie New, plenty of experience. You've got him at number one. Is Tessie New really going to, is he still your pick for fullback? Because we keep... Yeah, I've changed, I've changed my yeah. mind a little bit on this. I was going to say, I, can you so, tell me, tell me, because so have I. I. So in the mid-season test, Tolu Kulo played as number one. Yeah. Because Tessie New was, I think at that point he was injured. Or he, if he wasn't injured, he'd just come back from injury. So I think... That he that they might swap that because I think Kulu he's been pretty good for Manly playing in the centres. The only reason he hasn't played fullback for Manly is because Manly got seven hundred fullback. But he and they've just gone to you know you can play a centre because that's where you're going to play. You're not going to be Tom Dorovich. So, um, but I think the Tonga look he's got all the speed in the world. We all know it's impossible to men for his name to be mentioned on television without them telling you that he's he's the son of the former what is he? He was the sprint champion in junior schools. <laughs> his parents went to the Olympics. For Tonga, you know, he's got all the all the um, genes you could possibly want. And I think Tessie New did not end the season well for the Broncos. Cooler, no, pretty good for Manly. I thought as a, I say that as a Manly supporter, you are a Manly good. fan. The other one is Will Hopawati, who of course we forget about here in Australia, but he's, he's doing well, okay in the Super yeah, League. Yeah, yeah, injuries as well. Yeah, I think this is the that is the wild card for Tonga, right? Because Half of you know, I when we do these squads, I've done a million of them now. You're trying to second guess the coach, right? You're trying to work out who they value, and a lot of the time, actually, not so much with Tonga, but it's like, where, where does the championship sit against the New South Wales Cup, against the Ron Massey Cup, against yeah. the Queensland Cup, and trying to work out, you know, if you're Lebanon and you've got players from every level, who are you going to focus on? But I think with Christian Wolf at Tonga, this is going to be a big issue because he's got. Will Hopper, who, who he knows really well, he brought him to St. Helens to play because he thinks he's good. Is he going to trust him at Tonga, especially because he's an older... If you're going to have Junior Ramon, right, who's a young player, a good player, but a young player, you want a guy next to him or guys around him who are older, and that's why I think they'll go for Lola here in the seven. Yeah. But if you've got Kartua, for example, who's never played a game of NRL, but I think will make the squad. You've got Tessie New, who's very up and down, can be any cooler again, first year in first grade. You might go, Do you know what? Will Opwhite, he's been there, done that. Suddenly looks like a good option, doesn't he? I think he will be the fullback, uh, based on what you said. Um he's got he's there with the coach. They know him well. He's got the experience and it's probably something they do need. You look at the you look at the backs and it's a good back line, but it's a young back line. Uh Tony Staggs is there, Will Penasini's there as well. you know. It's a young back line and they need they probably need some experience there. Um, you get into a, to the forwards and it's a different story. There's plenty of experience in the forwards. Um, the Takayaho's there, the man who I nominated for Golden Boot last time around, but he he did not make it. He he just shy. Uh, Adam Fanua Blake, uh, Kulamatongi, Kafusi, uh, Tomololo you've mentioned as well, and then you start to look at some of the forwards that haven't made your starting squad. I mean, Olakawatu has had a, a wonderful season. Joel Fungawi. You know, he has so much pride for that jersey and I think he will have a have a good World Cup given the chance. 
got Tavita Pangai Jr. You've got David Fafita. Which David Fafita is that, mate, in your squad, I should ask? Well, yeah, I really should have clarified that. They should do like a... So, it, there's, I remember in the... This is how cool I am. In the African Cup of Nations, which is the African Soccer Championship, yeah. they... Um, Mali had, I think, three players called Adama Traore. And so they called them one, <laughs> one two, and three. Uh, there was one who was very good. He played for Barcelona. And then there was uh, one, two, and who, who did not play for Barcelona. I think one played for Western Sydney, actually. Anyway, many Adama Traore. So there are multiple David Fafitas. Now, this David Fafita, I think, is the Gold Coast Titans $1.2 million David Fafita. Okay. Who, does, who doesn't even make the bench, by the way. But he said... I'd say he's not a bad player. He's not. He's a badly used player. That's my hot take on the Gold Coast Titans. But he's Tongan. Like he could play for Tongan. I, His cousin Jojo Fafita could yeah. also play for Tongan. He's been very good. I think when the first when the World Cup cycle started, he would have been very much in contention for Australia. He's now a million miles away. He's not going to play for Australia. I think he's going to play for Tonga. Like why? Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't you pick him? It's an and interesting then, prediction. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Look. If they pick him, he he could start if he if he chooses Tonga. Um, we might still see him in the Australian squad. Um, potentially, I don't know, but I hope you're right. There's a few others that you haven't named, um, which I want to talk about as well. And there's good reason why you haven't named them. One of them is Moses Suli, and the the good reason is he's injured. Um, but if he can miraculously come back from injury, which he can, we we hear the papers talk about all the time, or the media talk about, you know, he'll be out for the season. So, and in a World Cup year, I always get confused. Does being out for the season mean the whole season plus the World Cup, or does it mean the NRL season? So, if Suli if Suli's fit, he should play. He's been one of yeah, the form he, centers. He's, he's been one of the best for the Dragons, and I, yeah, on that I think. He's, he was out for the regular season. Yeah. In the same way, you know, like we said about Herbie Farmer, where yeah. like, if they make the finals, they'll probably come yeah. back. Yeah. I think he's in that boat. Same with, um, yeah, there's a couple of players like that. Mark Percival in England's the same, where, yeah. you know, hasn't played for a while, but if they make finals, he would be within the parameters. So I think he, yeah, I think Suli would have been available had the Dragons made the finals. Another player, another player I want to mention, and it's an interesting one, is Tyson Frizzell. And the reason it's interesting is he probably wants to play for Australia, but he won't make it. His next choice might be Tonga, but I don't think he makes the Tongan side either. And he actually qualifies for Wales as well. He's played for Wales before. So it's it's one we probably should bring up during the Welsh episode, but I'm going to bring it up here as well. Where Does Tyson Frizzell fit into this at all? I, do you know, right? I spoke to him about five months ago about the World Cup and he said he's playing for Australia and this is pre, this is pre-Origin and then spoke to him again at Origin and I said come on mate he's playing for Wales and he sort of laughed at me and went no laughed at me but you know went, ha, 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 no mate I'm going to South Wales Blues come anyway he, he's he's a weird one because he's he, he's just won at time of recording he's just won Newcastle's Player of the Year so he's hardly a mug. Newcastle didn't have the best year, but he's still their best player. In yeah. fact, Joe Offa, Joe Offa Hengawi, Offengawi, he also yeah. won, won the West Tigers version of yeah. this. So, um, just on new contract West Tigers as well. So, you know, that's worth something. <laughs> we love you, Big T. <laughs> <laughs> Not nil, West Tigers. Um, but, yeah, so I think, 
I think it's on my end of the tongue because I don't, unless Australia decides, look, we want a couple of experienced older heads, in which case he would definitely be that, which I don't see them doing. I can't I mean, see if that, gonna, yeah. If they were going to do that, they'd pick, they'd probably pick David Fafita. Look, and I, I love Frazil, man. He's an ex-Dragon and he, he's a good player. Has had some injuries towards the end, but as you say, still probably the be- he's been the best night of the year despite those injuries towards the back end of his career. But I, I can't see him. I can't see him cracking. He's too preferred. And what a great position to be in, to be able to play for, to be able to qualify for three nations only in rugby league. I absolutely love that. Um, I, do you know, I actually went and looked this up yeah. to see, please, internet, tell me I'm wrong. But I think he's the only player in rugby league history to have played for three nations. Or I think, I'm not sure if he's ever actually played for Tonga, but if he were to play for Tonga, he would become the first to play for three nations i got a load of twos we need to look that I, up yeah has he played for i know i i've i've done i've done do you know what i'm gonna break the fourth wall here tyson frizzell yes i was gonna say if only there was a way you could look it up right now <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> tyson frizzell i don't think he's ever played for tonga has he he's definitely played for wales i remember but i remember playing for wales i was at a game i'm killing time here he has played for wales i know that for sure oh, yeah he has i was there yeah. i was i was present it was very strange, actually. So I, I'll i give you a little anecdote whilst I fill time. Um, no, actually, I've got his Wikipedia page in front of me. He has never played Tonga. Okay. Um, he's also eligible for New Zealand. I think his brother plays for the All Blacks. His brother does play for the All Blacks, yeah. There was a so, there was a rumour that he was uh, coming to the NRL, but that was, of course, when he was off contract with, with, the, with the All Blacks. So those rumours always happen time. at really funny times, right? Really convenient yeah, yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tyson Frizzell, okay. Now, I so think... wait, I, I've got my funny yes. story. My yes, yes, sorry, story. funny story, of course. Okay, it's <laughs> not that funny. Back in the, back in the day, in the I'm going to say this was the 2011 Four Nations, right? I was working for the Rugby League, and one of the things I did, I went to the they played England against Wales at Lee Sports Village in Lee. Well, I think we'll host games at this World Cup. Um, basically. Behind the goal, there is like a standing terrace. Not like, you know, like we have that instead of hills, right? Like oh, yes, of course. Area. Yep, 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 yep. And I, because I was working, I was in like the main hospitality bit. Of course you were. And I finished whatever work I was doing. And being the man of the people that I am, I was like, I'm just going to go and watch this. I don't want to sit in the hospitality box. I'll go and stand on the terrace. Thank you very much. Anyway, so I went to get through. I had to ask a steward, like, can, I, can you let me through to just, like, go and stand behind the goal? And it wasn't sold out. Like, it was a decent crowd, but there was a damn people there. And I was like, and the guy was like, why? I was like, well, who gives a shit why? <laughs> like, why, yeah. why, why? <laughs> just let me go. Like, do I have to go out and pay, like, a tenant and get back in? Or, like, I'm already here. And he wouldn't let me pass. And I was like, I just want to go and stand there. I don't want to be like, you know, these aren't my people. And the hospitality selection... It's not as if I was at the bloody Twickenham, you know, like I was at Lee Sports Village. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> watching against Wales. It wasn't like a high-class event. It wasn't turning down the champagne and canapes, you know. It was more the party pies or real pies. That was the distance, the difference. Anyway, um, that was good. I started off filling time and I forgot what I was talking about. Good time. Anyway, Tonga, good time. So, I think there's a couple of open questions here, right? Tell me. Not just Tyson Mazzell. I think Tyson Mazzell could definitely... And does it for all the men like I would like all these Jr. I think is a 
undoubted X Factor player. Yeah. Not in the X Factor Xavier Savage way because his name starts with an X. Therefore, he has to have an X Factor. <laughs> um, in the genuine, I, like I love him. I think he's a great player. Uh, loads of offloads, loads of aggression. Chaos, chaos always reigns around him. Um, does that work for Tonga? I don't know. Got dropped to New South Wales Cup actually for the Bulldogs, but I think that was because he fell out with somebody rather than he was rubbish. Yep. Um, he was reinstated for the last game of the season, I think, and produced a very nice offload for Kyle Flanagan to score. He always produces offloads. He works at about twice the rate of offloads of anybody else in the NRL, um, which I love. CS of Talakai. Yep. He was the next one I was going to mention. He, he played Origin. Yeah. Doesn't he? I've got him as the 22nd man in this squad and I, he played State of Origin. I think he actually starts, mate, to be honest with you. Um, I think he definitely Where? starts. Well, Where? I think he starts in the centres. I think Will Penasini. I know I don't. I don't know. That's actually a really tough question. Unless you move Penasini to the wing, to if a lot who goes out, but then yeah. he's been really good. He's been pretty good from Manly. Very strong runner. I, yeah, look, I, I, I don't think they'll bring him in the squad and not play him, put him that way. Yeah. But he, he was very coy. Well, I, we did an interview with him about um, when he was first mentioned. You know the night he destroyed... Uh, Morgan Harper. Yes. When Morgan Harper was moved into the island squad from the Kiwis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So thanks for that. Um he so he they were trying to you know, Brad Fritler said something on the commentary and they were like, Oh, you know, we're gonna he gonna play for the blues and he just sort of went on time to Um but then obviously I think in his head he thought, Well He wasn't gonna get know, picked or something. Yeah. This is, yeah, it's all fantasy stuff anyway. And then obviously he did get picked too. And bear in mind, this is People don't know the story. This was a guy who was working on the bin like yeah. not that long ago. Um, had this great breakout. This is really his breakout season. He played before, but he was more of a back rower. Yeah. Now he's centre. Um, he he yeah, came I, from Panthers, didn't he? Originally, Telekai. I think he was South. No, or was it he was South? South? Yeah, he was at South. I think. Okay. But, um, I um I I think you've just hit on stumbled onto something there maybe he's a bench start he can play outside backs he can play back row he can cover some positions so that could be could be an option but man there's plenty of options there's even there's even do we even mention you know no i'm not even going to mention it <laughs> i'm not even going to mention it because you've mentioned it Are as you... a joke in your article which Co- connie harrell does does oh, he does, does connie come back i mean he's got the wolf connection as well similar to to Hopawati. Does Connie well, I come put back? It, I, I, I put it in as a joke because bring back Conrad Horrell. Um, I actually, you know, I have to say, I thought Conrad Horrell has been rubbish for about 10 years. Like, I have never rated him as a player at all. He's a very entertaining player because he just runs in a straight line and he's got yeah. the fattest back time in rugby league. Him and Tavita Totola, actually, also of this squad, big, big asses. Like, and I just think, yeah, make it happen. Give the people what they want. A Pangai Junior and <laughs> Comrade Horrell. They're, they're like a team of like superheroes with like one really specific power. Yeah, they've got one like, huge superpower. I love tackle it. Tackle breaks. Yeah. <laughs> they, should pick, they should pick like, a, they've got the offload guy, they've got the really fast guy. Can't, is he actually good? No, but he's really fast. Um, Tonga, would be, of... Tonga would be great. We talk every year about the Rugby League Olympics, you know, where they have all these different, like, like Tonga would be great at Rugby League Olympics because, like, just all the individual little skills and things, it'd be the man 
who who takes yeah. it out. Oh, they've got Havili. Havili, you know, Havili is also very. I did a I did a piece recently in the role. She could read about um, unicorns. Oh yeah, did you read that? I saw that. I did. Statistical unicorns, people who were like incredibly high ranking, and I think like six of them were Tongan because you had the offload unicorn was was Pangai. You had Ko, obviously the speed unicorn. Havili is also like incredibly good at offloads, but for the opposite reason to Pangai, because he's so short. Yeah. He's got like the lowest center of gravity and the underarm offload just appears. Also the fact that he's sort of a prop and a hooker at the same time. Havili's a very different style of hooker. And I did say earlier, he's not like sitting the world on fire as a hooker. Like you wouldn't name him as one of the best, but he, he changes the course of a game because he's just not what we're used to. And I I think, I think it's, he could, you know, I think that's a good thing. Um, Mike, where where do they finish in this competition, Tonga? Because last time they surprised everyone. W- they did more than expected. So this time around, my, my fear for Tonga is that they're going to finish off worse than expected. Because, like, they, they're talking going one step better than last time, which is making the final, the grand final. Is that possible for this squad? It's certainly possible. It's certainly possible. Um, you know, we, you, you have to look at how the draw breaks down on these things, and they're going to get Samoa and England are going to be on their side yep. of the draw. Assuming that, so look, we should talk about their group a little bit, just briefly. Yes. It doesn't matter that much. because The group is one of the more unbalanced ones because you've got them and PNG, who are obviously very good. Yep. First game is Tonga PNG. It should be fantastic. Very happy that one's scheduled first. Yep. But the others is Wales and the Cook Islands, who are yeah not as good. Um, <laughs> politely speaking, Wales could be a lot of League One players. Um, that could be a million nil. Um, a million. So yeah, I, you heard it first. I love it. A million nil, the, the highest score ever. There you go. Well, it just depends on where Tyson Frizzell ends up. This is the Tyson Frizzell group, um, which is excellent. Yes, I wonder. If, I wonder if he's like secretly from the Highlands of PNG. He could play for cookies, maybe. I don't know. We don't know. He mate, he could show up anywhere, old Tice. Yeah. Um, preferably at least Sports Village. Anyway, <laughs> whatever it is, we'll have to play at least Sports Village. Um, yeah, so I think that, that first game with PNG, if they win, then you'd have to say they'd be favourites of that. But, you know, PNG love nothing more than upsetting Apple Carts left, right and centre. That would, that would potentially send it one way, which would then... I think what, however it breaks down, you could end up with, I mean, you really want to see Tonga play Samoa at some point. 100%. Yeah. We've, we've already mentioned it in our Samoa episode, but that stops the rugby league world. That's the greatest thing that could ever possibly happen. Um, and then obviously the revenge game with England, which brings us on to the one play we have not mentioned. The late season renaissance of Andrew Fafita. Mm. Revenge for 2017 when he was... He was re- he threw or received the forward pass that was a forward pass and don't come at me in the semi final when they could have um, could have defeated England. I don't think it was forward, by the way. Still to this day, now you haven't named Andrew in your twenty four. You've r- written this a few weeks ago. If you were writing it today, would he be there? Or I mean, he'd be a vibes pick. Love yeah. a vibes pick. He'd be like the the, uh, the wild card in Wimbledon. You know, I, he. I don't think. I think that like they have to pick him. You can't not pick Fafita and JT. Like you, they're pick, the OGs. Yeah, they're you, the you pick them as long as they're available for Tonga. Like that's yeah, that's just how it should be. 
we we mentioned it in the um in the Samoa episode with Marty Tapau being like the cultural yeah. leader, you know, yeah. being very much the guy who sets the tone on that that level. I think in terms of the group, you know, it's funny actually because you don't think of Andrew Feeter as being like a um a cult like he he doesn't strike me that way the way that Tapau does, right? Tapau seems quite a big, sort of serious dude. Andrew Feeter was not serious at all. Like mm. he's very boisterous and sort of loud and fun. Um but him and Talmalolo and Havili as well. I think Havili's underrated for this. He's the guy who led the hacker in we mentioned it in our mid season test episode. Yeah. You know, when they do the the reveal and also who's Havili, in the middle, yeah. Yeah. and he's like, Havili? <laughs> Why is it him? But you know, that's who, who who the leaders in the group are, you know. And I think for Peter, look, you got a choice between Joe Afengawi, who in my unicorns thirteen, the best decoy runner, or the second best decoy runner. If you want to learn he doesn't touch the ball. He's a he's your man. One day they're Would gonna you... pass to him. He's gonna score under the post. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That has been a real long game on that. One. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I would put money on it every week, but it's gonna happen. I know somebody puts money on Alex Twal every week. Biggest uh, try scoring drought in the NRL, instantly. Um, <laughs> hundred hundred not out. <laughs> he's gonna win score. eventually. Has to win eventually, your mate. But he's pro- there's a lot of losing in the meantime. But anyway, I hope he's getting about three hundred to one on it now. Anyway, yes. I, so if you have a choice between to pick to pick a random person, Joe Arfengawi or um, Tavita Pankai Junior. in that position, or you've got Andrew Peter, get the band back together. One last vibe strain. I'm picking Andrew Peter. Like he's been really good, legit good. He doesn't play big minutes like he once did. You know. He's like in the city, you know, we can't crack scores like we used to, but he's a little bit like that. But if you want 20 minutes of uh, comedy value, good bloke around the gym, then Andrew Fita. I agree. Bring him in, bring him all in. Fafita one and two. Yeah, let's do it. All the Fafitas. Just Fafitas. Jojo. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to go to Fafitas. And I don't know if you uh, follow uh, social media cards. David Fafita, Wakefield David Fafita, he can kick a goal. Oh, really? Do you see this? No, I did not see this. Last, Tell me. Last game for Wakey, for last game for Wakey, he kicked a goal off the sideline. Well, bring him in as well. Bring in all the Fafitas. And then do the sh- no Tim Arona. We'll come on to in the Cook Islands. Yeah. Tim Arona then do the shoey with all the yeah. uh, Wakefield fans. Done. It's very yeah. entertaining stuff. All the Fafitas. Let's change the name Mate Ma Fafitas, and let's uh, let's go all the way to the grand final. Look, if there's one thing that being an Irish sportsman has taught me is that you can have many players of the same name, <laughs> preferably cousins. If possible, they can be cousins, but they don't have to be. But yeah, so I think, yeah, semifinals, it's got to be semifinals as an absolute minimum for Ponga. I think the only caveat could be, you know, if they go down 26-25 to Samoa in a quarterfinal or England, something like that. It depends on how they go out, doesn't it? Yeah. Because if you go out in the semifinals or the final, great. You know, you've at least matched it. But if you go out in the quarterfinal, but it's like a really good game against a really good other team, people are a little bit more like, you know, <laughs> what, what do you want us to do? We played a good team, we lost. I think that's that's the nature of a World Cup. You know, no one's gonna if they go out in the foot in the quarterfinal to somebody they shouldn't go out to, it's a bit different. But I, yeah, I think with this team, like this team is almost better than twenty seventeen. Like it's just that Samoa are way better. England are at home now. Anything's possible. Anything is possible, mate, and uh, looking forward to it once again. But, mate, I think we wrap it up there. We've got a couple more big episodes coming in the next few weeks. 
Well, who do you who do we want next week? I know you've got a few in the can. Who should we? Which big gun should we bring out next week? I think we're going to move over to group. I forgot which group. I think which. they're group B. See the B. We're going to go for Fiji. We're going for Fiji. Fiji? All right, Fiji. Demi Fiji, because we've got Fiji. We've got Italy now in the can as well. We've got a little plan lined up for Australia. We don't know how that's going to work yet, but they'll be in Australia at some point once they. Difficult to talk about Australia. We might have to play. start merging a few episodes because this World Cup is coming very soon. We might need like a might need like a Celtic episode. We'll do Wales and Ireland together or something like that. What do you think? No, 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 no. Ireland gets a standalone. Oh, sorry. It's we'll just, do we'll do two e- we'll do two episodes on Ireland. We'll do two episodes on Ireland. <laughs> Actually, let's do two on Ireland, two on Italy. And that's it. And then we and then we wrap yeah, it up. Yeah. yeah, done. And then we just go cook on some dudes, <laughs> Wales, probably some guys, Jamaica, lovely bunch of lads. See you later. Mike, as always, I love talking to you. And as always, you start the show, I end the show. Thanks for chasing with me. And thanks to our friends at Raw Sports for, for putting the show on for us as well. Yep. All the Rugby League World Cup news you could possibly want on the Raw Sport, written almost certainly by me. Or Mary Kay. Oh, Mary Kay, that's a good point. No, well, yeah, Mary Kay. When we've got to do Jillaroos, we've got to do Jillaroos. Once we've done, actually, I think line up a Jillaroos episode with Mary Kay, and uh, and 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 we're out. Thanks, much. Well, we'll wait. We'll, oh. we'll, when the women's NLW finishes, we'll go on Jillaroos. Done. Done. Should we do all of our admin on air? Let's. What else? How are you going? Are you have you? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for chasing kangaroos and tabs. Cheers, cheers, guys. <laughs>